we believe every person has the right to realize all that is possible for their future. Are you someone who is near retirement, who has been diligent about accumulating wealth and is now navigating the what's next heading into the next chapter of your life? Welcome to the Dream Architect Life Podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson from Sweet Financial Partners. In this podcast, we aim to help shift your focus to the things you can control so you can put your money to work in turning your dreams into reality. Through our trademarked process, The Dream Architect, we make wealth planning fun, informative, and enjoyable. Join us on this journey where Brian and Brittany will explore how you can eliminate your limiting beliefs in the pursuit of all that's possible. Now, on to the show. Welcome back to the Dream Architect Life Podcast. Today, I have with me one of our very own from Sweet Financial, uh, Jacob Hartkey, a master of time management and someone who strives daily for excellence in all that he does and how he serves. Jacob is joining our show today to share what his insights are on what it means to create the retirement that you can't wait to wake up to. When he's not helping our clients build and execute on their wealth plans, you will find him behind the scenes completing more tasks than what should be normal for any human being. You might want to ask him sometime about his uh, post-it note organizations. Uh, It is off the charts amazing. Just to ensure that our clients get a plan that is accurate and timely. He works every day diligently, helping people cast their vision for their ideal retirement. And today we get a sneak peek at some of his most thought-provoking observations. Jacob lives right here in Fairmont, Minnesota with his wife, Sierra, and two daughters, the sweetest little things ever, Haven and Henley, with one more little nugget on the way uh, during the time at least where we're recording this. A family man by heart that is reflected in how he treats the relationships here at Sweet Financial Partners. Jacob, welcome to the show. Thank you. Well, I am so excited to have this conversation. I know we talk a ton behind the scenes on really what it means to serve and to help people plan accordingly. So I thought it'd be fun to bring you on here and have you share a little bit of the world. So to start us off, Jacob, can you talk a little bit about your journey, kind of where you started and really what got you to this point? Yep. Yeah. So like, like you alluded to born and raised here in Fairmont, I never really left. I went up to school an hour North of here to Gustavus and actually shout out to Gustavus and Mr. Totsky in our office here without them. And that connection, I never would have become the first ever intern here. So worked out very well. A good connection brought me back to the office and to the community. Um, being the first intern, pretty much locked in the back corner for three years, never, never allowed to leave. Um, like you said, working in the background, creating all the plans and everything um, up to the point now where it's transitioned into more of the client facing role and being able to have those one on one conversations with clients directly and being able to um, interact more meaningfully with the clients. So that kind of sums up how I got here and why I'm here um, as a, a young at a young age, um, I learned the importance of planning. Um, through my background, my father was a business owner and really learned quickly the benefits of not planning um, due to some unforeseen health circumstances. Um, the business ended up having to close um, and there was no contingency plans in place. So that at a young age showed me the importance of making sure that there are things in place and a plan 
um, which kind of thought and showed me that I wanted to be in the service industry. And to me, what that meant as a young kid, um, how do you help people? Um, the obvious answer to me uh, was a lawyer. So, I mean, I don't even know if you know that about me, Brittany, but no, I don't. This as, is a, new. as a young kid, it was, it was, I'm going to be a lawyer and I'm going to go to law school. And then I went to school and I'm like, uh, three years is good for me. I sped through it and said enough's enough, came back, found out that actually my like for numbers and math, along with helping people was a shoe in for the wealth planning industry. So that tie in being able to take it a step further or take a step back, maybe as I got older and say, I still want to be able to help people, but uh, maybe not as a lawyer per se. And maybe there's more meaningful relationships because I'm also very relationship driven. I, I was the kid in school that was always the brown noser in the, the front of the class, more so having the relationship with the teacher rather than learning what anything was going on in class. Um, got me really far in life, obviously. So um, kind of continuing to build off of that and be able to help our clients and kind of take those relationships a little bit deeper now than um, I have in the past. So, mm. um, you know, Jacob, I think that it's so interesting that you say this, because if you think about it, the original path of you wanting to be an attorney, which I did not know, you know, I think about your comment about relationship and there's so many industries out there that add just immense, incredible value, but there's not a lot that really let you go super, super deep with your clients and create those lasting relationships. Sure. So I think that is a major testament to you know, why you're here at Sweet Financial and why you serve in the way you do. Now I understand things a little bit more because <laughs> uh, you had that chance to kind of analyze your path and then make a smart choice forward. You know, the thing that, that we talk to our clients about a lot is dreaming big and the notion of possibility and realizing even more possibility for their future. So a lot of times we're often, or I should say it this way, we are able to help people when we can also help ourselves with some of those same things. So I would be curious for our audience, for our listeners, what does dreaming big really mean to you at this point in your life? Yeah. So I think you hit the nail on the head there. Dreaming big means something different to everybody. And our clients are the exact testament to that. And they've shown us that over the years. Um, but to me, I think it's more of getting outside of your comfort level and not focusing necessarily on the how, but more so your why. And being able to really hone in on that and build off of that as to why am I here? What am I here for? Not getting stuck in the rut of how do I get to where I want to be? Just finding that purpose and taking it as big as you can without worrying about the middle steps. And like you said, we help our clients do that all the time. We, we're we're the middleman and we we can make it possible. So, but from a client stance, I think being able to build the the deeper relationships like we just mentioned through the dream architect process here and not necessarily saying the number one goal on paper is to get retired, it's what's after that and how do we help mm -hmm. you really fulfill the next 30, 40 years of your life because retirement is one of the longest phases you can live through. Um so that's yeah. our job is to help you find that sense of purpose and our clients can be one of any, any things it can be, I want to get the place in Florida. I don't want to, I want to get out of these winters. I mean, this year, nobody, nobody's saying that, but um, <laughs> I know that's a big, a big thing for a lot of people up here is I don't want to be here for winter. Um, but then you can take it even, you got the simple um, lifestyle that I just want to be around for my grandkids and be able to see events and things like that. So um, it can mean so many different things to so many different people. And like I said, the event or the object isn't really the, the big thing. It's the, the purpose behind it is more important, I would say. 
Mm, I think that's dead on. And to your point, I mean, we see this and I think about when you walk into our office, uh, the, the first thing that you see on the wall is a bunch of different pictures that are actually depicting some of the dreams that our clients have shared with us over the years. So to your point, Jacob, it's like some people are, they're wanting to relocate or maybe have dual residencies or whatever that looks like for them. Others want to spend quality time with loved ones. Others, it's a car they've had their eye on for forever since they were 16 and now they're 65 or 66 and they want to and do it's it. it's the same car, the it same year the and same everything. Car. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there's just so many fun things that we are so lucky and fortunate to witness and to see people bring to fruition because they're consistent with their planning. And, you know, I think the shift that happens to your point is when people get beyond the notion of, okay, I need to plan for retirement. It's not one date. It's how many years post, you know, the working life or post the working life you've had to today. Cause some people retirement means creating a brand new career. So yeah. I think those are the things that I know we've talked about behind the scenes that are absolutely exciting and fun to participate in and, and have a, a small part in Jacob, when you think about your journey and you've had obviously some struggles with, you know, family business and different things that have happened. And you got to see at a really young age, kind of the ebbs and flows that come with life. So what is one of the most difficult lessons per se that you've learned in business or maybe even in life in general? Yeah, no, I would say things don't go according to plan always. And that's fine. And I literally struggle to say that's fine. Um, because I am such a black and white person, like you said, as I want everything just to fall in line like it should. I I say, yes, think big and think about the why, but I am more of the, I want to build out the how for everybody. So thinking of that for myself, but um, when when it doesn't go exactly as it should, it's fine. Just put the put your one foot in front of the next and keep moving and don't get cut cut off because you're, you're struggling or you're stuck maybe. Um, and don't know how to get out of it, but just keep moving and things, things will work themselves out over time. Yeah. It, it makes me think of the notion that we talk about a lot in the office of life happening for you, not to you. Yep. And there's so many things and, you know, we've witnessed some of the toughest transitions from our clients, right? I, I mean, we, it's a blessing and a curse because you get to celebrate some of the most exciting times like retirement and vacations and, you know, new opportunities and possibilities in people's lives, but with the good comes the not so good too. And we're also exactly. there for deaths and divorce and struggles in business and all the things that come with just life. So I would be curious to know, Jacob, need to roll with the punches. Roll with the punches. Yes. So in the people that you've served over the years now, you know, you've worked with a lot of families, you've helped people through difficult, challenging transitions, through losses, through change as a whole. So where are you seeing people getting stuck, kind of getting in their own way? Yep. No, I would say the biggest thing is the initial reaction um, in those moments. Um, you mentioned some of the biggest, toughest transitions anybody will go through, but coming back to your why. Um, and really, whether it's the why you've had forever or maybe your vision has changed, but um, taking a step back and really honing in on what that is. So then you can build the future and build off of that because it might have changed. Um, but really, that's that's what drives you as a person. So being able to, OK, I mean, that happened. It happened. We can't control that. It's out of our control. But what we can control is how we go forward and our reaction and the why behind what we do and why we do what we do, I'll help you get back on path. Um, so I think that's the biggest thing is people kind of get stuck 
before they know where to go, um, you can easily fall off track there and kind of stutter step maybe or spin in circles until you you really take the time to take a step back and revisit things. Yeah. You know, you bring up a couple of really great points there, Jacob. And I think the number one thing is when you said the reaction, right? Like that initial reaction that people maybe have, you know, if you think about it, if you don't have a plan, right. And let's, it could be for your financial life. It could be for your home life. It can be for your business, your, you know, whatever, insert, whatever you want there. When you don't have a plan and you don't have a clear picture of what you want and where you're going, it can cause you to maybe make decisions that aren't super aligned with ultimately what you want to get out of life. Because if you have no target, you, you know, you're basically, I use the, the, the adage of shooting an arrow, right? If you have a target, you know exactly where to aim it. You know exactly how hard to pull it. You know exactly how to launch. May not be very good at it, but you get the point, right? I'm not an archery specialist here. Um, but when you have a target, you know what to aim for. If you have no target, you're basically just shooting off into space going, hope this lands somewhere. And yep. I think that's the value that, you know, you as a wealth advisor and the other advisors in our office can help bring is that sometimes you just need somebody to say, hey, hold the vision. Like, this is okay. Let's just slow down. This is a moment in time. Let's make a good decision that supports the vision. And unfortunately, not and everybody has that. You can't downplay that. emotion either when it comes into the, yeah. the whole picture. Either is people are going to react, and you got you got to let them do their thing. You can't overstep that either. But being able yeah. to exactly hone them in after that, yeah, you don't play their thoughts either. No, you bring up that's such a valid statement. That actually, I was just in a conversation earlier today with somebody about how you know, as adults, we think about moments of of stress or moments of frustration, and how it seems like in that moment, everything like it is the worst thing in the world, right? Like the world is crashing down around you, and it's the worst thing. And then I was I was talking this through, and I said, you know, it's not different from our kids. So think about this, like my oldest daughter, this is just so ridiculous. We still laugh about it now, but not in front of her, obviously, but <laughs> <laughs> she got so upset with her brother the other day because he ate her cheeseburger, <laughs> the cheeseburger that she had saved. And at that moment, I mean, you would have thought the world was crashing down around her, but it's because that's what's real to her. And at 10 years old, nine years old, that's what matters to them. And that's what seems important. And as adults, we're really just like big kids that keep having what we perceive as problems. So anyways, my whole point in bringing that up is I know when we shift kind of the focus to the why and, you know, really looking at how we serve, you know, Jacob, you've got two small girls right now. And like I said earlier, one on the way too. So when you think about this notion of the why, a vision of purpose, of all those great things, what's one lesson that you would really hope to instill in your girls when it comes to pursuing their dreams, comes to creating their impact? Yeah, no, I would say exactly that is find your why. As simple as that may be, um, just find that big thing that really drives you as a person. And as a three-year-old and a one-and-a-half-year-old, yes, it will change. As the 10-year-old the with the burger, um, we, we'll see that progress. But find find what you really love and then go and pursue it. And don't get caught up in the how. I mean, talk about quotes. I love the quote, if you don't know where you're going, any road will take you there. So, I mean, if you don't have that vision in place, you never know when you're going to you never know when you're gonna find the target. And so really just find that big thing and then put the, the how in place afterwards. Yeah. As our, uh, our friends at Nike say, just do it. Just put one foot in front of the other and go get it. 
<laughs> I love it. Um, you know, and, and I, I think that that quote is, is so incredibly relevant and it makes me think of the book. And I know Jacob, you've read this and we hammer this home at the office all the time, but the book, who, not how it's by Dan Sullivan and Dr. Benjamin Hardy. And really it's the notion of exactly what you're talking about there of people get so hung up in how I'm going to get there. How am I going to do this? And in reality, you just need to have the right who's in your life to give you the proper direction to help you to make better informed decisions and to help you maybe see what's possible. And that's what a lot of the planning that we do for people can really potentially help with is just helping you see the path to possibility and the path to what you want to do. So the one thing that we talk a lot about, especially as clients are going through the dream architect process is value alignment. And making sure that, you know, especially for those that go into retirement saying, gosh, like I, I haven't even really thought about this, like dreaming big. And what does that even mean? I'm, I'm just tired. <laughs> I'm ready yep. to slow it down. So Jacob, how do you define value alignment and how do you support your clients in that as well? You know, as they're setting those big goals and aspirations for their future. Yeah. So, I mean, at face level, it's exactly that is if you don't have your why, it's hard to make sure that your values align with your goals and dreams. Um, so just ensuring that your values do really align with the bigger thoughts and the goals and the aspirations you have. Yes. Retiring because I'm tired, probably not a good solution. Good answer. Yes, you can do it, but we need to figure out what you're retiring to. It's not just I'm retiring from my job because I'm tired. Again, we alluded to it earlier. You got 30 plus years of retirement ahead of you. What what are you going to do to service not only just the 40 hours that you're giving up from work, but the other 24 hours in the day too? So I think being able to take it so much further than just making sure that you have goals on paper is is where that comes into play. And here at Sweet Financial, um, we definitely like to take that step further and make sure our clients do have that striving factor. Find out what that why is for them and push them to do more um, because the money side of things is only just a small piece of it. You've saved mm -hmm. your whole life. So now it's time to um, enjoy those things and really find out what the purpose is going forward. Hey, Brittany here. In case you hadn't heard, our latest book, Dream Architecture, is available for the taking. Think about it like this. What is your biggest, wildest dream of what retirement could look like? Not the dream that your friends have, or your parents maybe had, or your coworkers, your best dream, the unreasonable one, the one that you might have trouble admitting even to yourself. So that is what the dream architecture book is about. Hop on over to dreamarchitecturebook.com so you can start dreaming big today. You know, I, I think that that's so true. And when you look at defining that path forward, as you kind of landed there, sometimes that's challenging. And I think that a lot of times people need, you know, and, and us too. I mean, we eat, sleep and breathe this every day, but we need that support too. So sometimes we need something tangible, like structure, a process, a path to help us make those decisions forward as what do I value? What do I want? How do I want to spend my time? I mean, Everybody has the same 24 hours in the day, but we all fill them different right. regardless. Yeah. And and just like you honed in on here in the office, I mean, we have our own dream board for the staff. I mean, yeah. just something as simple as that is putting it on paper so you can see what you want and have something to look forward to or build for. Yeah. 
you know, I just, I listened to something the other day, Jacob, that said that there's one trait that is common amongst some of the most successful people out there. Um, and that one trait is that they have a goal or a dream or a vision. And instead of keeping it a secret, they put it out into the world. So there is something to be said about, you know, those, those images, those pictures. I mean, you walk by our dream board and it's just beautiful. And there's so many different things there capturing the essence of more family time and possibility that our team sees for the future. And that drives them to then help our clients even more because they're feeling it while they're doing it at the same time. Mm -hmm. So I, I think it's just, it's, it's so powerful. And, and I think you're dead on with that. So Jacob, I picked on you earlier because you are literally one of the most uh, detail-oriented and organized people that I know to date. And I brought up the post-it note yes. system because we all, everybody in the office just has to get a little bit of a chuckle out of it because he has an orderly system for how he makes sure that the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, and that nothing is missed. So I would be curious, Jacob, for you to share with our listeners, how has developing your time management skill sets really helped you to even better serve your clients? Yeah, no. So I posted notes that that's my thing, like you said, but um, not necessarily just the posted note itself. I love writing out my list. I know, like to plan for my day ahead. So before I leave every day, I write down what I'm going to do. Um, attacking the frog. The big thing, first off, is always a a, a big to do. I mean, it's always the, the goal of the day, but never, sometimes it's easier said than done to go get the hard task done first, but putting that one off and then building from there what the day is going to look like. And then being able to have that sense of purpose at the end of the day, knowing I not only crossed everything off, but the post-it notes done so I can crumple it up and write tomorrow's to-do list. So mm. the, the forking, forcing mechanism of everything on the list needs to get done so I can not only crumple it up, but then I can move on to what I'm going to do tomorrow. Um, that's, that's why I love the post-it notes because it's the, the sense of the accomplishment and the completion when everything is done. Yeah. You know, I, I can relate to that. I'm a list person. Um, and it's funny because I'll like find old lists around my house of, you know, things that aren't super important, but things that I wanted to get done. And I'm like, Hey, I actually tackled all those things. <laughs> so just the whole notion, like you said, of writing things down. So one thing that I think is interesting. And the reason that I brought up your time management is because we hear so often from clients, they're like, I thought I was busy before I'm in retirement and I'm busier than I've ever been. I have more things on my schedule and on my calendar than I ever have in the past. So for anybody listening in, that's maybe looking at, you know, how do I kind of go back to the basics? How do I create better time management for myself and make sure that I'm getting to the things that I really care about? What are a couple of tips that you have for people? Yeah, no, I mean, obviously it is a change. Your your initial reaction is I've got these 40 hours to fill, so I'm going to fill them. And then you run out of time in the day. Um, mm -hmm. So the simple answer is you can say no and not necessarily force yourself into it because yes, everybody will ask you for something as soon as you're retired because it's one less thing they're going to have to do. So they want somebody <laughs> to help them. So they're not, they're not, they're doing it out of being nice and everything, but it also helps them. So there's, there's a balancing act there. Um, so just being able to take a step back again and say, well, here's how I want to structure what retirement is. And maybe it's, I need a whole day off to do nothing. And that's totally fine. Make sure that you don't fill that day then. Um, so just using a schedule, just like you would at work and having your to-do list seems to be um, beneficial to people once they are done working. Because 
Otherwise it will fill up. You'll double book yourself and you'll wonder where all the time is gone and how you did anything. Um, but you're, you're in total control of your schedule after retirement. So take advantage of that. Yeah. I think that's so valuable. And, you know, one of the things too, is as people are looking at choosing or backing into what they want retirement to look like, what they want, you know, their next chapter to look like and the excitement that they might want to fill it with. I think sometimes it can be really scary, you know, because, because you've known and you've had a routine, right? So whether you are listening to this and you were a business owner, or you just had a, a, a really long-term career, or maybe you had a couple different careers, but you've always known what the expectation of your day is and kind of what to expect next week, next month, et cetera, and so forth, especially when it comes to the consistencies in life. There, there's this blockade that can happen where people get a little bit scared of pursuing something that's maybe beyond their current capabilities or beyond you know anything they've ever tried before. And it can hinder them from moving into the future and really pursuing what's possible for them. So I would love for you to share from your true life experience, from true life perspective, an example of a time where you strategically overcame fear and you didn't let it stop you from a moment of growth, of learning, of enhancement, you know, insert whatever word there. <laughs> yeah, no. So actually one of my first ever client interactions as an intern here at Sweet Financial was with one of my elementary school teachers. So being the student, it came off as, well, this is strange. Like, she taught me years ago and now it's like the roles have reversed is now I'm here to help her um, live the retirement dream and what that looks like. So um, just that initial reaction of, okay, yes, this is what this means is coming back to my hometown. It's I'm going to know these people and they're going to have some sort of history with me, my family, anyone that I've come in contact with over the years that just kind of set in right away. And it was like, okay, well, that that's great. Well, moving on essentially, because that's not the only time it's going to happen. So just being able to kind of take that up front, like, whoa, this is kind of strange to um, work through it and come full circle. And now the roles have reversed and become the teacher. Mm -hmm. And how fun is that too? being able to, you know, I think about it like this, we all have some of our favorite teachers growing up. I mean, I think back and you definitely have some of those that really stand out as making an impact on your life. And then it kind of comes full circle where you get to use the talents that, you know, you've built and accumulated and turn around and serve them. I was actually, I was listening to a podcast the other day and they were talking about something really similar to this in the notion of kind of things coming full circle. And they had somebody that this person had been some sort of a mentor to them when they were younger. And as they developed their own business, it turned out that this mentor ended up being a client of theirs. And the person speaking kind of had a little bit of imposter syndrome where they're like, oh my gosh, like how, how am I going to add value to this person? This is bizarre. This feels really weird. You know, are they going to look at me as like, you know, somebody that's too young or not capable enough. And so the, the gal had a conversation and just completely opened up to her mentor and said, you know, this is re really weird for me. And I just want to make sure that this is what you want. And the person stopped them and said, you know, what's most fulfilling for me is I've seen the skill set in you for most of your life. And seeing you apply it and how you've grown, you are far smarter than me in this particular category and in what you're doing and what how you're serving. And it's actually my honor to have you teach me. And I'm so proud. I couldn't be more proud of you. And this gal was just, 
I mean, full of emotion, of course, and, and, and just so relieved, but I think that it does come full circle and, you know, being able to lean into how you can serve people is just, it's a beautiful thing. And it, it is, it's, what do they call it? Let's go to the Lion King reference. Cause we both have young kids. It's the circle of life. <laughs> there you go. Oh, awesome. All right. So Jacob, to go a little bit personal here and to maybe give a little inspiration to the audience listening in, one thing that you do have to deal with a lot is some of the uncertainties that people have. There might be concerns with, you know, the market or state of the economy or the government or things that are all completely outside of our control. So if you are ever personally feeling down, discouraged, uncertain, what are some things that you do to come out of that? And how would you recommend anybody that's listening in to kind of stay away from the negative and really focus their attention where it, where it should be? Yeah, no, you hit the nail on the head there. Those are all things you can't control. So those things you just, you can't take them personally. Um, so just being able to not worry about the things out of your control and then shift it back to the focus of what can I control? I'm one that decompresses very quickly. My joke is I have a two minute commute home. So the office gets shut off in two minutes and I got to flip the switch to be home for the girls. Um, so just being able to have that mechanism or whatever that is, and it's going to be different for everybody to say, here's my shut off, here's my decompression and move on, um, and then shift it to the things you can focus on. Cause that's the last thing you want is your negativity or whatever that event is that's bringing you down to drag into and affect someone else. Yeah. Um, so being able to find what works for you um, and use it and just be able to decompress on your own essentially. So it doesn't bother you. Yeah. You know, and I think too, just along the point of we're constantly talking about focusing on what we can control. You can't control what's on the news, but you can control whether you watch it. Uh, you can't control the weather, um, but you can control your attitude towards it. it. So it's all these little things that it can become easy to succumb to the world around you, but so much of the essence of positivity and progress forward really is all captured within us as, as individuals. So Jacob, I have really just two last couple questions for you. What is one of your, let's call it big, hairy, audacious goals? Like what's a big dream or aspiration that you have for your future? You know, that's a funny question. Cause if you would have asked me this five years ago, my answer would have been completely different before having kids. Um, it would have been build the big house, build the dream house. And we did that. We checked that off, but that just doesn't excite me like it used to. My shift of life-changing events has been more now towards the experiences and being able to create those experiences for the girls at home um, and being able to almost live vicariously through them and see their excitement rather than something that really would excite me because it's just that much more empowering to see it from their eyes rather than mine. Mm. You know, and it is amazing at how perspectives shift and change and ebb and flow. And we see that with our clients too. You know, they may come with big aspirations of, you mentioned earlier, you know, having a place down South or in Florida or whatever. And then they go spend time there and they're like, I am so homesick. <laughs> I miss my grandbabies. We are coming yep. back. <laughs> so yeah, it, it's just, it, it's life and our, our aspirations change, our dreams change, our goal focus changes. And again, it goes back to just making sure that you've got that strategic partner and those relationships that can help redirect you, keep you centered and help you hold that vision towards the future. That's so powerful. Um, yeah, no, I would agree with that right there. Um, I love the, the team approach on that. 
I feel like as a, the financial advisor, being able to take it a step further and be the glue or the last piece of the puzzle that really can bring everything together. Because like you said, without being able to open up about these things and not have have it out there on paper or whatever you want to say is it's it's harder to achieve your goals if nobody knows what they are other than yourself. So just yeah. being able to create that positive impact on others and uh, make a lasting impact. Yeah. And you bring up a great point there too, Jacob, that you know, I, I think about how many people out there maybe don't have a rally of individuals around them supporting their goals and their dreams. And if there's one thing that I know you a hundred percent would agree on me or agree with me on this is that you got to have people that support what you want for your future. So when we talk about, you know, having somebody to help you hold the vision and, and get it, you know, stay true to the path, what we're not meaning there is somebody that's going to limit your vision or tell you that your vision is too big or unrealistic or not, you know, it, it's too much. You're too much. Uh, so we, we just want to be clear that, you know, that's one of the things that we can do is really be partners to our clients and, and people out there that want a little support that want help dreaming a little bit bigger and that won't, we won't ever look at them and tell them that their dreams are crazy or out of reach. Our job is really just to help you find a path to get there. So, For sure. um, Jacob, before we wrap up, first of all, before I ask my last question, what would be a way for somebody to get a hold of you if they have any further questions or want to explore, you know, maybe their dream retirement? Yeah, no, that's a great question. Um, give our office a call here or shoot me an email, Jacob at sweetfinancial.com, and I'd be happy to accommodate with you and figure out how we could take those next steps and really create that retirement dream for yourself. Awesome. All right, Jacob, what did I not ask you that I should have? Well, we alluded to baby, but you never asked boy or girl. Do we know yet? No. <laughs> oh, you jerk. <laughs> I got so excited there for a second. Oops, I just called you a, a jerk on air. Apology. <laughs> no. That's awesome. No, that's the question. Baby comes up. Everybody always asks, but you, you didn't. No, we don't know. We're not finding out, so... <laughs> Oh, I love it. Well, Jacob, thank you so much for spending your time with us today and um, for helping people really build a life beyond what's possible or what they see as possible. So uh, we're grateful for you and how you serve and how you show up. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. That wraps up today's episode of the Dream Architect Life podcast. If you liked what you heard, go ahead and give it a share with somebody that you care about. If you want to be the first to know when the next episode drops, uh, give us a like and subscribe and you will be right there in the know. We will catch you here next time. Thank you for listening to the Dream Architect Life podcast, where money and mindset meet with Brian Sweet and Brittany Anderson. Click the subscribe button below to be notified when new episodes become available. If you heard something that really hit home for you, please share it with those you want to be helpful to. The information covered and posted represents the views and opinions of the guest and does not necessarily represent the views or opinions of Sweet Financial Partners. The content has been made available for informational and educational purposes only. The content is not intended to be a substitute for professional investing advice. Always seek the advice of your financial advisor or other qualified financial service provider with any questions you may have regarding your retirement planning.